Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes plunged further into the deep, defeating the undead remains of Gadrin Lamb and a spiteful Darrow leader in combat. With the tunnels cleared, what happens next for the party? The Cursed Campaign continues now. We're all still here? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. With the skin of your teeth, I thought Diego might just crit Sylvie into oblivion at the end of that. That would have been a sight to see, right? Yeah. Uh, way before that, several rounds, about halfway through the combat, I was fairly convinced that Diego was going to die in this, in this battle. Yeah. What do you guys think of your... I think this is the first extreme encounter of... The adventure so far. Wow. What did I think of it? That was hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I use ventriloquism for one hit point. Like, that's where we were at. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like we have enough healing. Not after that combat. Well, to be fair, too, that we had expended a lot of resources before getting to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your healer wasn't at nearly... Full strength. Yeah, I made a whole character mm-hmm. thing about it the uh, the episode before last. I mean, I only had one spell. I had all my level ones gone, mm-hmm. all my level twos except for one, and I was down a, a focus point too. So like, it was really not and, and the wand of heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so really not an ideal situation from like the the in combat per, like healing perspective. I know Haley still definitely had some battle medicines in the tank. I had a few ready to go too, but yeah, that was that was scary, real scary. It yeah. really was. I think was. one of the cool things about Tui is that uh, when properly balanced, an extreme encounter at any level is going to be like an equal level of lethality. So even at these low levels, like I, I honestly think out of all the uh, stuff I've run or played, like that was with all the resources and, and drain we had down. That was the scariest most lethal encounter i've i've been in yet you know what was the scariest thing about it it was that terrifying and we didn't even level up (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh man (laughs) that's a shame too but eventually you'll level up hopefully by having more experiences Mm -hmm. i hope (laughs) i mean you you all live to level up again that's That's, good that's that's about the nicest thing i can give you that's the best gift i can give you living long enough to level up. Yeah, that was a uh, creature level five and a creature level six. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. I I think we would have been in a lot worse place if I didn't immediately get some persistent fire to on That was a big part. If you didn't crit Gadrin like two or three times at the start yeah. of that combat. Yeah. And locking me down with the hideous laughter at the start of the combat was a, was huge, yeah, that was uh, huge. For, the, mm-hmm. for the enemy side too. Yeah, that was a big one to get you uh, you prone and remove your actions for that round. The reaction specifically for getting me down so much, there, there were several times I could have taken like a free attack there and I was uh, prohibited from that because mm-hmm. of that. Now you told us uh, to, to, to be ready with, you know, potential backup. Uh, think about those kind if of things. If you think that fight didn't warrant you being ready with backups. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think we're feeling pretty good. We survived that. 
Haley, you are tempting fate here. Yeah. I have seen what happens on Carrying Crown, and I am locking that shit down right now. We're not doing this. Steve, none of... Uh, that was a breeze. You said this was going to be hard. None of that. Different show. <laughs> Different show. <laughs> Chris says from his dying mm. or wounded three ivory tower. <laughs> I speak from the grave. That being said, though, I didn't go down. I was expecting a little, something a little bit harder than that, you know? I... I <laughs> I think you only have a catfolk barbarian right now because of toughness or uh, diehard or whatever. Yes, yeah, like, diehard feet. Yep, Agreed. diehard and a and a you know he could have saved himself with a hero point, I guess. <laughs> diehard yeah. and a life oracle who won't let you die. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah, and a and a pretty liberal uh, interpretation of a spell that's not uh, that's not a cantrip. It's the same definition that we use for the wand. I know. And it's a pretty liberal <laughs> interpretation. Say, so I even used, I used my hero point on Chris. <laughs> I still have my hero point. <laughs> mm. So yeah. I, guess, I guess we should talk about hero points. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give this one to Sylvie, I think. Ooh, yay. From Corey, this hero point is, uh, may you ever have panache and may all your drinks be pleasant. Um, that's very nice of her to give you. I don't agree with that. I think you should be in panache about 40% of the time, like the game balance dictates <laughs> and, uh, you should, you should equally participate in the bad boy list on HLP. I feel like that's uh, fair. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I think I'll stick with Corey's hero point. Oh, okay. Suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. That. That probably makes sense. <laughs> Maybe the union can uh, can take some of those items up in favor of uh, more equitable and counterbalancing. Uh, more equitable and counterbalancing. <laughs> yeah. I, think, yeah. I think you guys made it through just fine. <laughs> and so when last we left our heroes, they fought a very, very extreme encounter. And they found themselves uh, against an old foe, Gadrin Lamb, brought back to life in some form of unlife and a necromancer Darrow, uh, who they had heard previously might be named Vrieg. They took Gadrin down in the first half of the combat, although uh, they were kind of maimed by him. And then Vrieg held them off in his own bedroom, applying blinded and, and knocking some of you down several times, but you are out of combat now. Except that I think we need to resolve Sylvie's bleed. Oh no, she did resolve it. She did resolve it last year. Figgy is still has his mental, right? Yeah, Figgy has his mental persistent damage. Sylvie, is she still blind? Does that... Uh, it takes some time, but eventually your vision does come back. It takes about 30 more seconds. Okay. I think Figgy can, you know, has enough hit points that he can throw up a bunch and uh, be done with the mental damage, or at least uh, a minute of mental damage won't kill him. Mm -hmm. Well, after this Darrow drops, Diego turns around and swings on Sylvie twice. Vec throws up his hands. Easy, easy, big fellow. It's done. We did it. We can stop now. For about... 30 seconds or so, he can't hear you. All he has is the dull ringing in his ears from uh, the everything that he's he's kind of taken. He's at one hit point, but comes to his senses after some heavy panting. Uh, the, the, the ring in his ears fades away. I'm you good now. I'm good. I'm I I'm sorry. I don't know what got into me that 
I I have never been in in such dire stakes before. That wasn't really scary to watch. Yeah, I ventured to guess that maybe that applies for all of us. One, that I was scared, and two, that, and I assume the rest of you were, and two, that none of us have ever probably fought quite so hard and came so close to meeting our ends. I was so scared. It made it very difficult to heal you. I've got to get better at that. It's okay. I think what matters is that we survived and we can. We can improve ourselves. Looks like we have all of Gaken now. Oh yeah, that uh, that torso is still alive. I mean, un unalive. It's like twitching and thrashing. It's it's right hand on the table, but it is the rest of him. Do we have to make it uh, dead again? Yeah, like what's what's the check that we need to to roll to understand what to do with that? Is that something I can just like blast with a positive energy thing and yeah, kill? Yeah, I think so. So th- that's going to have to wait till I get to refocus and do that. Because that's the only way I'm getting lay on hands back. And that's the only yeah. heal thing. Yeah, I, think I think we're all taking some time here. Yeah. Yeah. If there's no other threats or anything, I think we we just spend time and Mir's going to, you know, ward medic, treat wounds again and again and again. And uh, because... At this point, I, I'm not exactly worried. I would assume that we can just hand wave that because sure, yeah. So I would spend a lot of time healing. You do find yourselves in you're in Vrieg's chambers now, and it's kind of a dry, well kept chamber. It's got a narrow bed, relatively empty shelf with a few books on it, some bones on it, and skulls on it. And there's a long bench, and then of course there's Gakin's torso um, on the bench, and. You spend time healing and you remove the negative energy from this torso and it falls limp. Um, Make me a perception check. Okay. 19. 19. All right. Mir got a 29. 25. Figgy was very low with a 15. So, Vec is detecting magic. He does detect magic in this room. Under the bed, you do find a secret stash. Uh, and on Vrieg, you find a wand. Under the bed, you find a ton of jewelry that he was stashing away. You'd surmise it's worth about 55 gold. Uh, and then you find a rod. It's like a, it's like a wooden stick with metal bands on either end. Okay. In addition to the wand. So there's a wand on, on Vrieg. You can tell that it's a wand, though, without a magical tradition check. You don't know what exactly it is. And then you see this, like, wooden pole with um, with metal bands on either side. Okay. Okay. I would love to roll a magical tradition check on some of that stuff. Sure. Same. In addition, I would like to do that on the ring from before. Yes. Mm-hmm. And maybe the candle with runes on it, too. Yeah. Yep. We'll need to do. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a 21 occultism. Okay. 16 religion. That was a natural one on Arcana, but I got a 28 on occultism. Okay. That is the wrong character. Um. Oh, I rolled a three, so 13. That's real bad. 
Okay, so first thing you know is that like silver snuff box you had is also worth about another 20 gold. Okay. Candle you recognize as a candle of revealing. The thieves' tools you think are a very high quality. They're a set of infiltrator thieves' tools. And the ring is a grim ring. That sounds cool. Yeah, I would love to know. How much was the silver snuff box? It was worth 20 gold. In the Darrow's chambers, you recognize that um, pole as a traveler's any tool. You think you could turn it into any mundane tool. Um, and you recognize the wand as a wand of manifold missiles, level one. Awesome. I, I sense that traveler's any tool going right, for, right to mirror. I feel like you will pull uses out of it. Uh, uh, an so you mean it needs to go to Haley yes. character? Let, yeah, let's <laughs> mirror more Haley. Yeah. <laughs> that um, grim ring is really cool. Um, if you wear it, it's a level five item. You can detect the presence of undead as an exploration activity. Um, uh, unless they've got some illusion stuff going on, potentially. You know, item bonus to that check. Once per day is a reaction if you get a drain condition from an undead creature. You reduce the value by one, and the undead takes positive damage. 2d6. Oh. This wand of manifold missiles rocks, too. I think we saw exactly what it did in combat. Yeah, yeah. But this is so cool. You cast magic missile, and then for a minute, every round, it just pops off a magic missile as one action. So I or feel like... For free, essentially. That'd be good for Vec. Yeah, I would do this and just have this thing popping off. I always... I, usually don't have anything in my hands anyway. I would love to have this just to be like backline support with this. Yeah. Does it only work for arcane casters? Are you able to cast? I guess that's that's the question missile? here. With wands, I believe it's the action is just cast a spell. Okay. Okay. Um, which if you can cast a spell, you can do. Uh, we'll dig into if that requires yeah. a... Um, I'll put a star in the notebook. I'll yeah, do some research. If, if it requires a... Uh, trick magic item. I have that, if nothing else. Um, Vec, this is strange to you, but as you're kind of like, you know, as everybody's identifying stuff, you still detect magic in this room. The room that we're still currently in? No. Oh, the room you came from. The room that we came from, sure. Okay. Um, I think we must have missed something. My senses are still tangling in here. I guess I'll... Yeah, I know where I want to start. I'm going to flip the bed over because yeah, the dude crawled out yeah, from yeah. under the bed. You don't find anything under the bed besides like, you know, his the marks of marks in the dirt of him being down there. However, uh, you had seen that broken key shaped knife. Mm -hmm. And upon closer inspection, it is covered in runes. I would allow a magical tradition check as well. Ooh, 23. Okay, I believe that's enough. This, this knife has, because it's broken, you'd be able to just kind of like take these runes. It's got a plus one potency rune, a striking rune, and a fearsome rune. I Holy remember crap. reading about the fearsome a while back. What does this do here? When you critically hit with the weapon, the target becomes frightened one. Ooh. Very cool. So it's a nice little additional bonus to crits. Sylvie, some of the magic that's in my mole is also in this rune here. This could increase the damage of your weapon were you to, were you, you to, uh, to use it. 
Well, Sylvie also has a plus one striking weapon right now. Oh, you have striking too? Yeah. The, I well, the, so with the wish knife. The wish knife is a I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we could put that elsewhere. Yeah, places like Mir's bow, perhaps. Yeah, either my bow or war razor, one of the two are going to be better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying to think if, I think it makes sense for the fearsome rune to either go to Sylvie or Diego. I'm trying to think if you're striking flat-footed more often, I don't know if it would make sense for you to have it versus Diego. Because you're yeah, trying, it, it's, it's the crit is what you're trying The crit trying is for. them mm-hmm. frightened. Yeah. And I think, you know, of the group, Mir and Sylvie probably don't apply frighten as much as Diego and Vec do. Oh, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, so I would yeah. Be, I demoralize more often. It might be a more powerful thing to have for someone I, that doesn't normally. Sylvie. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Normally frighten. I'm into that grim ring, though. I don't know if anyone else is interested in that. Oh, uh, that suits you perfectly. Yeah. That feels like apropos for my character. I also have been Googling as we've been talking about weapon stuff. I do need to have the spell on my spell list. Okay. Which I don't. So that's yeah. unfortunate. So it's probably going to go what to Sylvie? Can oh, cast Arcane. Sylvie or. It's on Sylvie's spell list. Uh, but I mean, so I don't know how often Sylvie's like, I want to fill my other hand with a wand. Yeah. Yeah. So I might go on. Like if Mir wants to use trick magic item. That's what I was thinking. It might make sense for Mir because I'm either going to have full on bow and that's I'll be like working with my bow or I'm going to have one hand with the war racer and then one hand empty. Yeah. Well, notably, Rolf Lamb is nowhere to be found. <sighs> that family's despicable acts get worse and worse the more we uncover them. What He brought back his own father into undeath. That depravity knows no bounds. Vec walks over to the body of Gadrin Lamb and gives it like a kick right below the ribs where like the kidney would be. Probably just sinks into his undead flesh a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's for the mercantile, you bastard. Beseeching the real be name. Uh, quick side note, sorry, because we didn't talk about it. The Candle of Revealing, I yeah. think, think, should go to Vec. What do we got there? I'm um, not familiar with that one. Oh, it's a consumable, but it's a fairly it's, high level consumable. It's yeah. a very high level consumable, but basically it's uh, when lit, the the candle uh, reveals the presence of invisible creatures. Oh. Um, it might be a good thing since Vac isn't always necessarily hitting, but he could run and light a candle. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like I said, I usually don't have stuff in my hand, so why not? Yeah. I just want to make sure we got the last thing there. Okay. I'll throw it on my sheet. That's fine. And with that, you have all the components of Gakin's body. It's nice having that little quest pop up. <laughs> Complete! Yeah. Seven of seven or however many there are. Good check. Yeah, it was there. it was legs and and waist. It was arm. No, so like the legs and like from oh, the from the waist down was one piece. You had an arm, you had a head, and then you had a torso with the other arm. So that's that's the that's the pieces. Well, now that we're all rested up and I think we've we've explored as far as we go here. I don't know if there's anything else we need to do in this dungeon, but I would like to be able to put my friend's body to rest. Yeah, Rolf may have disappeared down into the Darklands with the rest of the Darrow. Maybe he was never here in the first place. Or rather, left before we arrived or snuck out at some point. I think it's safe to say if all this commotion and disturbing his personal residence down here didn't bring him out, he's gone. 
and that's a problem for another day. There is more we could do to make his work more difficult in the future. We can take the books that he has left behind and make sure this lab is not operational. She pulls out the wand that we've had for a long time now, a floating disc. <laughs> so maybe we can get a little floating pile of books. Yeah, you certainly could come use, with us. use it to do that. That's and, great. You know, it doesn't fit on the disc. You could probably shove into your new bag of holding. Very um, true. Although, on second thought, a trip down to the Darklands could be a compelling arc for us. So potentially we go back to the surface, grab supplies, and we prepare for a deep descent. <laughs> please, please. You guys have only seen good stuff come from underground. Yeah, I know it's it'll be tough, but I just I just love it so much. <laughs> so you are gathering things here, attempting to make it difficult for Gadrin to come back here. I mean, honestly, maybe maybe you even take apart more of that like flesh golem. It looks like all it would need is like another head. Um, so maybe you you take that apart, mess it up, so burn, that, it. Yeah. burn it, yeah, produce burn flame it. on it. Or let's, just, let's just burn things room to room as we go out here. We're sure one hundred and ten percent burning Gakin's core, or not Gakin, uh, Gadrin's corpse. Yes, he's not coming back. A I'm third not time seeing yet. this man again. Well, his corpse is pretty charred. Pretty charred. So, yeah, you I, yeah, I finish the job. I swear, if he ghosts us next, I will be unhappy. Oh. <laughs> Feel a chill in the air. <laughs> <laughs> we created a haunt. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will be burning um, anything that makes sense to burn. Yeah, I'd allow a, uh, a religion check on on him. Sure. And that, that might give you a little bit more intel. 24. Yeah, with a 24, I believe that's enough to know. Let me double check. Yes, it is. You know that he is what's known as a withered type of undead, far more powerful than a standard zombie and also intelligent. He spoke to you, so you imagine he didn't lose his intelligence in undeath. Uh, You believe that it would take a very strong necromancer to create something like this. And you are thankful that Rolf Lamb was not here. Uh, oh. Because you think he would have killed you outright. Yeah, like that, he, that makes sense. If he, could, if he could make a creature like this that is stronger than you, mm-hmm. further could make like carrion golems and stuff, you believe that he is a tougher person than, than you might have thought coming into here. You think he would give you quite a bit of trouble. So I... I don't know what like the level requirements would be, but like well beyond our four, five, six comfortable level to fight. Right. You think yeah. you think like he must be several magnitudes of a stronger necromancer above Vrieg. Got it. He just fought mm-hmm. in the other room. He was clearly Vrieg's master, mm-hmm. which means that a necromancer as powerful as Vrieg was like a peon to him. That's it. Yeah, this is a concern. <laughs> yeah, because Freak kicked our asses. Mm-hmm. Perhaps he's affiliated with the Whispering Way. We could travel to Ustalov to learn more about what his affiliations like- could be. Further, you would find that there are some notes and missives in these rooms. This room that you're currently in was clearly Rolf's room. And you find correspondence that... It's not very forthcoming, but it does describe some kind of research being done or or work being done. It almost seems like a work order 
seems like there was like payment exchanged for construction of some sort of disease. Huh. You also find enough through notes that it doesn't it doesn't describe where these locations are, but you get about eight different named places in, in correspondence between Rolf and Vrieg. It seems like he must have lairs all over this city. This is one of many places that he would occupy. Although, you know, the going off of like these cryptic names isn't really, you're not even like, I, I'd let you roll a society check to maybe be able to piece it together, but just at a cursory glance, you don't, it, it doesn't seem like it's giving you like an address or anything for these places. Is it the equivalent of like a kid who has a treehouse and now calls that like land of whatever? Yeah. Castle Byers. Yes. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So one thing I'm curious about is I don't think we know much at all about uh, Rolf's motivations or anything. Is there anything in this correspondence that indicates a purpose, like a, a reasoning behind or, or just like a any sort of dogma that he's like he's spouting in these in these pages? Doesn't seem to be a lot of it seems to be monetarily motivated. Technical. Okay. Uh, you do. You do find some again, like they almost seem like invoices. The, okay. the fantasy equivalent of invoices. Uh, he was clearly making and selling these carrion golems. Uh, and you do find in the notes that he was working on a flesh golem, mm-hmm. which now you kind of put the pieces together and realize that's what was in the other room. That thing that was much stronger than a carrion golem is likely a flesh golem. Well, at least we stopped the the strongest iteration of his project then. Certainly. Uh, however, this the lack of like journals and that kind of thing leads you to believe that this is in no way, shape, or form his main base of operations. Well, we may have the pieces required to quell the tension between the local Corvosans and the Shawanti, but I think we owe it to Cressida to let her know that we did not bring this killer to justice. And he's serious trouble and still out there. We might want to tell her that it'd be worth it to have a high-level alchemist check out this whole area. Absolutely, Mayor. Absolutely. It's beyond my knowledge. Sort of manufactured disease, too. That's scary. Dark Titans. Especially in such an overcrowded area like where we live. Right, right. Rip through old Corvosa like wildfire. And Figgy would be patient zero. It's puking up a storm. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is about that time where Figgy begins to experience the first effects of filth fever. What can I what do I what can I do with that? I guess I don't fully understand what I can and can't do to help him. I know with skills I can, you know, within medicine I can treat disease it'll take it'll take a long period of time i think it's like what eight ish hours maybe to a full day yes it is eight hours mm-hmm. yeah you'd have to help him in your downtime okay uh, and i believe you're just sickened so you're sickened one should we make for the surface is there anything else we need to do here before we leave i'm dying to get some fresh air and see the sun again 
I'd want to make sure that we've checked every door. Did we do that? Yes. So I just don't want to, again, you leave and maybe someone's hiding. So We're missing one of Gakin's butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. Agreed. Let's go surface side right. and go to Cressida. So you make for the surface and that's where you're going first to speak with Cressida Croft. Yeah, and hopefully she got her directions from those, uh, you know, the people we freed and that there's already guards here. Yeah, yeah there's uh, there's like two guards in the in the cemetery. Okay. That would greet you. Um, oh, we were told to look, but we weren't exactly sure where. Uh, we were just waiting for somebody to come up out of the ground that was alive. And are we the first ones? Yeah, we haven't seen anything in, uh, well, in the couple hours or so since we got here. That's good news, but we're going to need you to stay for a little bit. Okay, that's fine. What are we looking for? If an exceedingly powerful necromancer... (laughs) (laughs) Let somebody know. All right. There's some dangerous chemicals and workings that happened down where we were, and I don't want the wrong people to get their hands on it, even by accident. So make sure no one goes in or out. Sure. Yeah, we'll... uh... We'll stick around. I feel confident that that's true. You said that with more. That made me skeptical. Oh, I just, it's, yeah. Okay. I just, you make it sound like you didn't take care of whatever was down there. Oh, everything's dead. It's just, it's powerful chemicals. Well, he just said a necromancer is coming out of the ground. No. I said if. Okay, well, if is more of a chance than none. No, it wouldn't be coming from the ground. It'd be coming from uh, topside trying to get underground. All right. Or it could still come from underground. There is a rift down there in those catacombs <laughs> oh, that leads so to unimaginable deaths. <laughs> okay, we'll uh, we'll stick around for like another day or so. All right, well, we're going to go talk to your boss. So you head to Citadel Volshnik, talk to Cressida. Uh, I guess you have Gakin's body. Well, got the... Uh, Got the message that you sent me from uh, from the the folks that you you rescued down there. I assume your work is done. What'd you find? Did you kill Roth Lamb for me? I'd say it's a little bit of a uh, column A, column B. Uh, is the work done? <laughs> Some. Some may say the work is never done. <laughs> what would you say about the work? Can I get a, a better understanding of the scope? Have you found all of... Have you found Gakin's body? Aye, yeah. All right, that's what I sent you down to do. We did have... you find Rolf Lamb? That, no. however, we did not. We found evidence of him. Okay. And notes that he kept indicating other layers he may have in the city. We think this is not just a an operation in one base, but he has several. Well... I suppose you'd think someone like the Keylock Killer probably wouldn't have only one base. You know, you get away with killing dozens of people over the years. You probably have several places to hide. But if you cleared that place out, you clearly saved several lives. And if you bring that body back to Thousand Bones, I'm sure we'll be able to smooth over some of the tensions between the Shwanti and and ourselves. I intend to. As, as, uh mentioned when I sent you off. Here's payment for what you've done. 
Uh, she hands the group of you a hundred gold. Now, there are... Well, while you've been down there, things have developed topside. Seems that uh, Queen Iliosa didn't want to risk a public trial for uh, the poor girl she must be using as a scapegoat for Trinia. She's still spouting that they've captured Trinia Sabor. And, well, the... Um, the trial has apparently happened. The execution is scheduled for tomorrow at sundown, or at dusk, I suppose. There's not much I can do for the girl now, not much that I can ask you to do that wouldn't be a suicide mission, but we may as well go at least see what Queen Iliosa has to say to the public, and I guess ease all of our minds that... They didn't somehow grab Trinia before she was able to escape. We have no information that says to the contrary, but it'll be good to see that it's not her face on the chopping block tomorrow. Beck's a little nervous hearing that. Um, he's going to speak up. I, Cressida, I just still don't get it. We met with the queen. She seemed to be a reasonable sort. I'm not saying... That she was a... That I got the... I don't know. I, you can't judge a person from one interaction, but she didn't seem like an evil human. She... And now she's going to put someone who she knows is innocent to death. I'll... I'll... I'll go. I... I... I, I think we all should. Um, we owe it to... If the... Even if there's nothing we can do, we owe it to the young girl who's going to bear this burden to... Re- show her respect while being there I guess when, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just at a loss but when someone suffers a, a large loss or is going through a lot of grief they could be fairly easy to manipulate I question if she's being influenced by maybe her advisors or head head guard mm. there's uh, a lot of risk there also Cressida there's a, a, a different kind of concern there was evidence that uh, Rolf Lamb was possibly creating a disease. I don't know if anybody's, uh, if there's been large reports of, of more people getting sick or not, but if he manufactured a disease, it might start getting spread. And if if we knew more about his, his motivations, we might be able to understand if he's trying to create unrest in the city or if he's, if this is an attack to another city. The execution of the King's killer would be a, a widely attended event, I believe. That could be a, a dangerous area for uh, someone like Rolf to strike. That's what I was getting at. I'm so glad you brought that up. Thank you. You could you could keep your eyes open at the event, look for any suspicious activity. I think that'd be a good idea. Manufacturing a disease, uh, that's something that I, I, uh, I've had no reports of new diseases cropping up or anything like that. You'd think you'd need all kinds of... I mean, how how sophisticated did the lab seem down there? In the in the middle of the Grey District underground? I, I can't imagine that it was suitable for that kind of work. It wasn't immediately the most advanced lab, but he had a lot of people potentially working on small things here and there. And if this is only one of multiple layers, this could be maybe the base research versus 
the the main might happen in another place. If and, you have a solid alchemist to send down there, maybe they can tell you more. And even despite the squalid conditions of the laboratories, he did conduct some horrifying research down there with terrifying results. I mean, he seems quite capable to make terrible things with little materials and bad working conditions. I wouldn't be surprised if he could pull it off based on what I've seen. Well, that's a terrifying thought too, Mr. Elby, because if talent like that were to be funded or supported with the right resources, you can only imagine what he might be capable of. I tell you this, be, be wary if you see anyone walking around with the symbol of the pallid princess on them. We don't have many cults of Ergothoa wandering around this city, but it's possible. And I'd think that a religion like that would be quite interested in not only helping someone like Roth Lamb bring the dead back to life, but also in spreading disease. They're quite, well, they, that's practically a part of their religion. So if you do happen to see anyone with, you know, the, the, the fly with a skull on its back symbol that they walk around with sometimes, you might want to keep an eye on them. Maybe they're connected somehow. You said there was correspondence between him and someone else. I, do you want the letters? I take the letters if they don't have any incriminating details on them about who's paying him though. I'm not sure, not sure what, what I can exactly use them for, but I do appreciate your work in finding this stuff. I'll, I will send a, a, um, a city alchemist down there, uh, with the, with the guards that are posted over there and if there's anything you miss down there, hopefully they'll be able to root it out and figure out what it what it means. Diego Thousand Bones did ask me to to send for you on his behalf when whenever you surfaced. I believe he'd like to speak with you if you want to maybe go talk to him tomorrow during the day before before the execution. Aye, I can do that. Is there anything else the group of you need? Besides a night's rest. Clearly, you've earned that much. Bite to eat wouldn't be bad. I. Is there truly no way to stay this execution? Not without the power of royalty, there isn't. Not without changing the results of the trial that no one was able to witness. Happened inside castle walls. Although, there are people in this city that... That wish to see the city be a better place regardless of who rules it have high hopes that the group of you are those sort of people but there are others outside of you who knows what will happen between now and tomorrow evening maybe someone in the castle will have a change of heart that's all we can really hope for and I guess where should we meet you for tomorrow uh well the the execution will be happening in the square right in front of Castle Corvosa, so you'll have to climb the Grand Mastaba. Likely not a... Well, it's not a great idea for us to go together. You'll see that I have to, as as one of the lieutenants of the guard, I'll have to be present on the, you know, on the procession, as reluctant as I am to have a hand in all of this. But you'll be able to get an audience perspective 
And I think that's what's important. Uh, learn what the attitude is of those around you as this happens. I've been here tell that the, the nobles of this city are just calling for blood, but you'll be able to see what the regular people think. I think we can manage that. That'll also give us a good look at if we're seeing anyone experiencing some signs of sickness. Great. That too. Keep your head slow, though. There's a way you can you can muddy your appearance. It might be best, especially for you, Nine Lives. You can wear a hood, maybe. Aye, a hood should do just the trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, your friend Vec over here has that demon mask that he can put on, but maybe the rest of you can obscure your appearances as well. Who knows? You may have an opportunity to make a difference. All right. I think with that, we can depart, go get a bite to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And then go to either our respective homes uh, and make plans to meet in the morning or we could meet tonight, but I'm going to bet everyone's tired. Yeah, I'm good to split and just decide to meet probably at the barbershop tomorrow morning. Makes sense. Yeah, we need rest. Sounds good. You are able to go rest and, and, uh, you know, you see your... Your grandfather and, and that kind of thing. Mir would like to write a letter. She would like to write a letter describing that there's potential for a new sickness to come, but symptoms are unknown. And for Devargo to be cautious of allowing anyone who is uh, experiencing signs of illness uh, kind of to allow them into their area. This is some one part one of probably multiple peace offerings. Uh, Mir's going to be giving this is this is one of them which is basically watch out there's potential for a a new and and bad disease to come through symptoms are unknown right now i'll keep you updated Um, and then she just sign it you know dash m and then uh either give that to someone to to deliver it or she would go and give it to the like guards out front or okay so you spend the night in your various areas I assume that Diego is bringing the body back. Yes. Yeah. So Diego, you you bring the body back. Um, you know, people are asleep. It's late. You're able to get your rest. But in the morning, uh, Thousand Bones would um, would usher you to the group of Shawanti that are settled in this area. My son, you must come see. He is well. Come. Oh, no. Very confused. I am. I will follow him. You follow and you see, although he is still uh, missing an eye, Tuck Parr is standing and appears to be healthy and returned to his <sighs> normal strength. I, my son, you have brought Gakin's body to us. Uh, such a trial cannot be unrecognized. In the city of Corvosa, there is always a Shawanti to protect the city and to protect our ancestral lands. I must leave this place with Gakin's body returned to us, we must bury him in the Callow Mounds, in the Cinderlands. That is how 
he will be able to ride with our ancestors into the great sky. And it is only right that I perform his last rites there. But I fear that without me, the relations between our people and the people of Corvosa will suffer. I've been here for many years proctoring this peace. I need someone that can speak for our people, and I need you to stay. I have gathered all of the Skoan Kwa that reside here and held council while you were gone and while your friend here was injured. And I believe it is time to reverse the wrongs of the past when it comes to talk par and to give you the true name that you deserve. Yes! Full acceptance! <laughs> and so, with the rest of our tribe, at least those of us that have made the journey to Corvosa here, I would like to make Tuckpar and yourself, Diego, full members and full named members of the Skoan Kwa for the trials that you've endured at the behest of our people to proctor peace and to allow your brother passage to the afterlife. And so we shall perform the ancient rite of tattooing you each with our tribe's iconography before the ceremony in which we bestow your true names. And so it would take about an hour, bring you and Tukpar together and several members of your tribe, you know, shave a part of your hair on your upper back and you feel the like tap, tap, tap of like a stick and poke tattoo as they tattoo a familiar image onto both of your backs. It is, um, it's an image of a skull, but with the uh, skull and claw tribal paint on the front of it. And this acts for you as a warding tattoo. What? Ooh, that's cool. Not bad. Please, my son, rise and receive your true name. And first he would um, he would tap the shoulder of Tukpar, and Tukpar would uh, gingerly rise for risking your life in the service of our tribe and of your friend, Diego. We bestow the name Stalwart Messenger upon you, Tukpar. Welcome to the Skoan Kwa. May you always be welcome amongst our tribe. Diego, please rise. For your undying tenacity in serving your brother in this tribe, for bringing Gakin's body back and ensuring not only his spirit's continued journey, but also standing as the arbiter of peace between our people and the people of Corvosa, a symbol to both their people and our people. You shall be further known as Twin Soul. Whoa. 
That's cool. Hell yeah. Nice. Blown away by this. I don't think Diego would have ever thought that he would have gotten full acceptance in this in this tribe. So this is just a just a monumental just point in time for him. Thousand Bones would kind of lock arms with you and then like bring you in to a hug. My son, although I shall be far removed from this city, I will be with you in your dreams, and all you need is to call to me. It is a daunting task, brokering the peace between our people and theirs, and it's not something I would entrust upon you lightly, but you've stood as a symbol for Corvosa before. I know it's in your past, and you shall do it again. That's pretty crazy. I've watched you work all these years in Corvosa, and while I might not be as effective as you, I will wholeheartedly take up your mantle and carry on your your duty. He smiles and he looks at Takpar and he thinks on, you know, the friends you've made with native Corvosans, with both nobility and the common people. You are already doing well. I believe that you have the friends beside you, the right people to keep you on the path. We must leave with great haste to take care of Gakin's remains. But I know a part of him resides with you as well. Continue to take care of him. And I will see you at the soonest possible time I can. But until then, please do take care of my son. Hell yeah. All right, roll credits. That was a good adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what we were all building to. And so uh, later in the morning, you all meet at the barbershop with Mir. This this can't go unaddressed. Like, we meet up, and you're missing a big part of your fur and your tattooed now. On his back, though. You know, before you head back, Takpar probably comes back into the city with you now that the Shuanti are leaving. Diego, my lady, did visit me while you were gone. She received the note of your friends. She was particularly interested in uh, the half-orc friend you have that that passed the note along. Uh, Something about her sisterhood that she wanted your friend Mir to consider. She asked me to deliver this, figuring that you would be back at some point. And he hands you this just like shimmering black cloak. It's like bundled up. So at the at the barbershop, Diego produces this and says, Mir, Tuckpar talked to me before I left and I bring you tidings from Theandra. This cloak was passed to me from Tukpar. Apparently she believes that or holds some interest in you or her organization. And I hand Mir the cloak. Amir will take it and look it over and then uh, obviously put that on. But do I know much about? Well, the thing is inside the cloak, there is a letter. Thank you for delivering this. And then as she's looking through it, she sees the letter and she would uh, read it. So the letter is in an envelope marked with a wax seal, black wax with a flame sigil in the middle. 
and the when upon opening it the message is addressed to you um, and it details a meeting with Theandra Darklight to discuss the Darklight Sisterhood. Yes. So cool. You detect magic on this cloak. I don't, but Vec does. (laughs) Now hold on there, man. Let's take a closer look at this thing because it is positively radiating. Oh, something in this room is, but I think it's this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Go ahead and make me... uh, you can make me your nature check or whatever. If I could roll at all today, that would be great. Um, so I did roll a natural one if someone else can help me out. Religion incoming. Oh, yeah. I got it. 15. Mm-hmm. 17. Yep. A 29 arcana. Sylvie, you, you know what this is. This is what's known as a clandestine cloak. Ooh. It is kind of black as darkest night. Um, but when you pull the hood up, you become drab and uninteresting, and you gain a plus one item bonus to stealth checks and to deception checks to impersonate a forgettable background character, such as a servant. Or a dumb half-orc. Right. It's really going But you also take in. a minus one item penalty to diplomacy and intimidation checks. Don't worry, it's already bad. However, once per day... When you pull the cloak's hood up, you can gain the benefit of non-detection for mm-hmm. one hour. Which also means that you can't be... It, it, it attempts to counteract all scrying, divination, detection, and revealing spells against you throughout the duration, counting cantrips as first-level spells for this purpose. So, essentially, if someone were to scry on you, you put the hood on and gain the effects of non-detection. Someone were to attempt to detect your alignment, you could hide it with a non-detection. Um, so it has several benefits. I love this. I'm so excited. The, um, you know, you maybe talk about this this bald spot. <laughs> hey, what's going on, big guy? You're missing part of yourself, and now you got ink. I don't know if you had that before. What What's going on? Well... Due to my exploits in the catacombs and in part with all of your help as well, getting Gakin's body back, my tribe has elected to accept me as a full member, something I never thought would be possible. The tattoo on my back is that of the Skon Qua. I am a, a card-carrying member now. And when he says that, like Vex stands up and walks over to him. And, and Vec's a tall dude. Um, Robert Pattinson is 6'1", so of course Vec is as well. Um, but Diego's even taller. He's like seven feet tall, right? Yeah. So he gets really close and looks up into Diego's eyes. And then this smile breaks out across Vec's face, and he just gives him this big old bear hug. Like, well done, mate. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm I'm very proud. The the magic in this tattoo may help me survive future encounters too. It's very cool. Wording tattoo reaction. You can get a plus one status bonus to AC uh, on something that's making an attack against your AC and give you a little resistance to damage too. And saving throws. Plus one saving mm-hmm. throws. Yeah. Ooh. So it's it's one of those that like, hey, if I know I'm really close to to getting hit or I'm really close to getting crit, you can use it as a reaction and. Once per day. Once per yeah, day. Once per yeah, day. very cool. Well, I'm very, very happy for you. That's that's a huge achievement. 
Congratulations. Thank you. It's been an honor, and I, I couldn't have gotten to where I am without all of your help, too. So this is as much a victory for me as it is for all of us. Now, let's go watch the love of your life get executed. <laughs> Sorry, all I wouldn't right. have said that. I wouldn't have said that. That was just an outside joke. Then he cast Electric Arc. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess it's... No, it's still early in the day, right? This is supposed to happen This happens later. in the evening. Yeah. yeah. Just before dark. So Vec takes a step back from Diego after we have our big old hug and, and talk. I, I don't know that there's anything that we must do before the um, the execution tonight. Um, is, is there anything? I, I don't know. We don't know enough to go track down another one of these hidey holes of Rolf. We do have a few new runes we could add to weapons, but I think that takes some time. I think we've got some time, though. Maybe not time for everything, but we've got time. I'd also like to unload any of the stuff that we've picked up that we're not planning to keep, because, quite honestly, I don't want it to keep being stored at my shop and then be a a target for, for theft. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, let's... Let's clean shop. Let's sell things. I don't need any of these runes transferred. They're, they're yours um, for all intents and purposes. The three of you can decide who needs what, when and where. Um, but I'll stick around. Yeah, I'll help unload some of the baggage. Maybe sweet talk some people at the store. Get a better bargain than we might otherwise. Yeah, and maybe you guys put your, um, you know, rudimentary disguises together. If you're, gonna, if you're planning on not looking as yourselves for the execution. I find a pair of super dark aviators to block out the blue light that spills from my eyes. I find a hood. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be fine with just a hood. Yeah, like, uh, you know, Mirror's fine. Mirror's yeah. good. No, Mirror's fine. Mirror's got the cloak now. Sylvie will remove her family crest that she's wearing and I think actually ask Mirror if she can help her cover up the other half of her hair uh, while we're at the barbershop. The color of my hair is quite unique. Do you think you could even it out just for today? I do not want to be recognized and draw additional attention to ourselves. I could try, but the least permanent thing I have usually lasts a week. If that is what it takes, it is what I will do. I will miss my hair and she strokes the white half of her hair. Yeah. Yeah. The like least permanent dyes are like inks. Yeah, I think I mean I think it's you can use like charcoal too. Yeah, charcoal. So long as there's no rain, charcoal would work. We could we could charcoal your hair. Yeah, it seems like a pretty uh fair weather day. Okay, yeah. Alright. Uh Mir's gonna go look for her one week long ish dyes and then as she's in there she'll uh She'll find some charcoal, normal, just charcoal that she kept, and uh, you know, remember that that's a possibility. So, because I imagine you smoke worms for Figgy um, occasionally, so you would have some charcoal. Yeah, Kingsford. Yeah, yeah. I would think that this would be the thing like she would do if she had another client, and maybe they brought their kid or something. Like this would be the funny thing to to do with the kid small story I guess I had a hairstylist uh, who had kept like really 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 temporary dye 
just to like give the kids something to do while the mom had to sit and like process for an hour. So oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I would think Mir would have um, that for that. Sure. So you guys take care of all of that, and evening approaches, um, and you find yourselves in the square in front of Castle Corvosa. And it seems that this execution is really not an affair to be missed. Uh, the toast of Corvosa is in attendance. Uh, they're wearing garish gowns, fine capes, and enough jewels to blind the common citizen. Uh, there are commoners here as well, participating in the spectacle, but you really notice the nobles have gone like out of their way to appear flashy in front of a potential... Uh, a potential sighting of the queen. It, you would hear murmurings that it has been um, several days since she's like made a public appearance. You mentioned earlier that one of our goals here from Cressida was to get the temperature of the crowd of common folk. Can Vec just be kind of bumping shoulders with people, run like running casual? conversation, casual diplomacy checks, just, hey, what's going on here? I saw these people gathered up and yada, 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 just yeah, like, what's yeah. going on? How do you feel about it? Just kind of getting the pulse of the crowd. Absolutely, yeah. You're, you're getting the pulse of the crowd, and uh, I'll, I'll use that as kind of like a, you know, if you were to just be seeking uh, in, like, exploration, but instead you're, you're chatting. Um, and it feels very much like there is an excitement in the air to see Queen Iliosa. Uh, there's an excitement to have all this business done with. Is how it's kind of kind of spoken of, like the 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 bad times, the troubles here. Um, to have this murderer dealt with, so that Corvosa can move on. She's the scapegoat. They're they're foisting all their problems on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of like things are going to get better after today is is a lot of the sentiment here as well as just a general like excitement like oh there ain't been an execution in some time you know there there's there's that component and you see among a great flourish queen iliosa enters the square from the castle there's like just a fanfare of music and drums playing as she approaches and she carries herself with a poise and grace that you didn't recognize really in her morning as you had seen her before um, she's wearing a green and white silk dress and it looks to your estimation to be worth hundreds of gold and she's attended by a small army of guards, but noticeably, these guards are wearing a uniform that you've never seen before. Oh no. These guards are in striking silver full plate with plumes and capes of red. Tallest among them, you noticed each of these, each of these sets of full plate are interestingly modeled as if like they have like a bust like they're they're still like very practical sets of full plate full plate but they're ornamentalized a bit uh you can tell that like all of these guards in this retinue are women oh i love that that's pretty cool 
tallest among them that I know the queen's supposed to be bad. Don't make me be on her side. That you only recognize because she kind of places this huge silver falchion like down between her feet and removes her helmet is Sabina Marin who makes way and stands by the side of the the throne that has been erected for the queen to sit in to observe this execution. You hear Vec, especially you, talking to the, to the people. You hear whispers ris- rippling through, people making admiring comments about the queen's attire, people predicting how the traitor Trinia might might uh, compose herself, uh, speculations on the identity of these new guards. You also hear something interesting. Uh, at one point you hear somebody talking about, hey, do you hear what happened at All the Worlds Meet? Do you hear, did you hear that they were serving people? You hear another discussing that there's a necromancer afoot, that the, the key lock killer is back. Well, hold up a second here, because, like, we didn't make any of this public. The guards outside the mausoleum, maybe? And There's you hear, a leak. You from hear, the people spilling uh, out, the refugees? Yeah, one of the things you hear that's pretty constant, especially from the common folk, less so from the nobles that are here in attendance. Did you hear nine lives is back? Ba-bow. Aren't you glad you're wearing that hood? Yeah, gosh. Otherwise, they'd really know for certain. <laughs> I mean, this Vec was stressed coming into this situation because of he believes. I don't won't say he knows, but he believes that Trinia herself is not going to get walked out and executed. That it is going to be some sort of um, scapegoat. But hearing all this stuff, this is this is starting to really freak him out because there could be a leak. There probably is. Somebody is feeding information to this crowd that they really shouldn't know. Yep. Then the beating of the drums becomes more ominous and routine. Boom, 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 boom. And several guards walk out. A blonde-haired woman. And for a second, Vec, your heart drops. Because for a second, it does look like Trinia. And she is kind of bound in leather binds uh, and then and then you realize as she gets closer this girl looks just like her like very similarly looking but that's not but her. okay there we go <laughs> oh you called it she is led up to stand before the chopping block her arms bound behind her and you see an executioner stand near her towering and muscular wearing an executioner's hood and holding this immense axe and seeing seeing this and her and this probably innocent girl may i don't know maybe a criminal that they pulled out of a prison or something who knows who they found or someone they pulled off the streets but it is someone who is innocent of this crime and seeing all that like Vex stops socializing. He stops talking to other people and takes like that sort of like soldier parade rest kind of, you know, stance with his body, feet shoulder width apart, heads behind or hands behind his back, like head like a little down in respect to this person who's going to die for something that they didn't do for someone that he truly cares about. 
it's not her fault. It's not Trinia's fault. It's not Vex's fault, but it all kind of is. And he feels awful about that. So he wants to show this woman respect as she's about to die for something wrong. Yeah. I think as you kind of go silent, the crowd does as well in anticipation. And Queen Iliosa begins to speak. Fellow Corvosans, you've suffered greatly these past few weeks. Homes have burned, family members have died, and fortunes have been lost. I feel your suffering, for not only have I lost a beloved husband, but with each act of anarchy that followed, my heart bled more. This has been a trying time for us, yet the torment is at an end. Before you is the source of your anguish and pain. Do not be deceived by this murderer's timid nature. She's a black-hearted assassin. I offer you her death as a salve against the hatred and hurt you've suffered. And so, without further delay, let us usher in this new dawn with justice. Off with her head! And the crowd begins to buzz. I'm going to need a perception check. Eleven. Eleven. Twenty-one. Got a natural twenty for a thirty-two. There we go. Mir and Sylvie, you hear to the side, and it it it's loud enough to you in this din that you turn your head. The the whistle of a blade flying through the air, and you turn and you see this dagger as the as the executioner raises their axe, it just hits the back of their hand, slicing right through, and they stumble back and lose their grip on the axe as the Trinia lookalike cowers beneath them. You see jumping onto the stage a person that Sylvie has seen before. Oh, yeah. Oh. Jack Black. <laughs> and then you hear from the crowd, by the gods, it's Blackjack. Blackjack. An instant later, he springs to the scapegoat's side and uses another dagger to quickly cut her from her bonds. And he turns to address the shocked crowd. Yes, indeed, my queen. Let us usher in justice, but let that be justice for Corvosa. Not the shambles you call a monarchy. Long live Corvosa. Down with the queen. And as he says this, the crowd erupts into action. You hear people now, a lot of the common folk shouting for the queen to step down. It seems almost a situation of nobles against the rest of the people as the nobles chant for blood. As you see this, the queen stands up in a huff and uh, raises a hand and turns to the castle. She is flanked by many of her guards and Sabina follows her in with her falchion drawn. However, many other guards now descend onto the scene and you see that as Blackjack is addressing the crowd, the executioner has recovered and raises his axe above Blackjack's <gasps> head. What do you do? No! 
I, I mean, I mean, where, where are we? How far away are we? You guys are this? right in the crowd. That's going to determine what's even possible, though. Like, are we within striking distance? Oh, are yeah. We yeah. 100 you're, feet away? No, 400 you're, feet you're, away? You're like right up on this scene, right up on the stage. Is there space for Mir to pull out her bow mm-hmm. and try and shoot an arrow at the executioner? There's space. What can we do to stop him from striking? Uh, that's why I'm hoping I can shoot him before he strikes. There's otherwise, I don't know. Other, or- it seems in this moment that Blackjack is caught up in the, in the like rousing the crowd and isn't paying attention. Ooh, so we could call, try to make our voice heard over the crowd with yeah, like, well, call out to him. Yeah. yeah. Well, if that's the case, that touches his throat. Bullhorn cantrip. Okay. Behind you, mate. Blackjack <laughs> ten. And. As the axe comes down, you've shouted this, and Blackjack notice notices and dodges it to the side. And with the dagger that he used to cut the scapegoat free, he throws it down, pinning the executioner's foot to the ground, and gathers the false Trinia up in his arms and begins to flee the scene. It looks like these guards are like descending in droves, though. Is there anything else you'd like to do? We gotta get the f out of here. Yeah, we gotta get. This it, is a it looks like Blackjack's gonna be able to get out safely. It does not look like that. So, oh, we gotta oh. go help him. Yeah, I think we gotta. We think, gotta push the crowd to try to escort him out. Yeah, we have to help him. But Mir's uh, larger focus would be making sure that the guards do not harm a bunch of innocents on their path to to take out Blackjack. Because if they're going to be single-minded and just try to tear through the crowd to get to him, that concerns me. Yeah, yeah. But we got to do something. Okay. I'm going to go around the table. Vec. Vec will continue with his bullhorn cantrip. The guards are coming. Everybody get out of here. I think Vec at this moment like hops up to a like a railing or something yeah throws on the demon mask so he's not recognized and like shouts this out to the crowd and it causes many of the nobles to shudder back and begin to flee and you see the common folk kind of in the back here begin to chant demon demon (laughs) demon you know, as these guards are kind of surrounding the square, you do see some of the common folk begin to like make moves against the the guards that are encircling the place based off of your uh, your insistence that people get out of here. Diego, what are you doing? I think maybe the best thing you can do at this point is try to push through the crowd to try to put his body in between some of the guards and Blackjack potentially. I don't know if there's a, there's a way to. He still wants to stay hidden, but I don't know if there's a way for him to like manipulate the crowd to make it harder for the guards to get to him. So this is what happens: you're attempting to manipulate the crowd in front of you to help, and you rise to your full height, kind of towering over most of the crowd, and you hear in front of you from the, you know, from these common folk that know these stories. Oh gods. They're both here. The city, it can't be in good hands if if both Blackjack and Nine Lives are opposing the queen. And you see a rush away from you of, of people like, they know that this is now gonna get bloody. 
and even some of the guards, like, you know, you hear them shouting, like, a little bit further uh, as they flee. Some of the guards falter now. Mir. Dearest one lives, please evacuate the courts. <laughs> all one lives. I'm not trying to damage a ton of people, so that's why I want to make sure I'm uh, careful with what I choose here. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know what kind of span of time that I have. You're asking us just to go around the table, but if I have the ability to do like rounds worth of actions, for example, uh, Mir would be continuously casting Scatter Scree to make difficult terrain anywhere to to slow down. Sure. The chaos. So, so you're like you're kind of you get yourself into the central position like by Vec, and you're watching out for these guards as they continue to like approach yeah. Blackjack as Blackjack is trying to get off the stage with the fake Trinia and you're just like popping off like scatter scree as they get close trying to trip up the guards and make them you know in their in their heavy plate like slow them down so you're kind of like you know you're kind of like mumbling and you look just like a commoner you look like Correct. you're covered in rags and you're just like casting these spells all over and the the guards you see them like what in the god's names is happening why is it so tough to get up on the stage and uh, and they don't recognize that it's coming from you. Yeah, and then the entire time I would have Figgy actually surrounding me and using his kind of support ability to dig around uh, anyone else who's like, if they're trying to come towards me, have him dig around because it like messes with their footing. That's not really how it works, but it's also it's a skill that he has. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Like he would be helping protect me so that I'm not losing any of my focus and concentration on all these uh scatter screes and and ruining the the walk area <laughs> sure sylvie this man saved your life sylvie is gonna do all she can to return the favor she activates her bracelet of dashing to increase her uh, movement speed by 10 feet so she has increased mobility and at this point, with everyone else's actions, are the guards still struggling to reach Blackjack? So I think, I think with the with the enhanced speed, um, you make it just in time as you kind of like you hurdle the fence and and take off running. You make it just in time to black to get to Blackjack as he is surrounded by guards, and it's kind of the cowering scapegoat you and blackjack he draws his rapier you draw your rapier and you're like fighting back to back as these guards are closing in on you there's like six of them and the two of you and he he kind of turns to you you've gotten a lot better i have gotten a lot of practice thank you uh with that he like kicks one of the guards over you just save him from like a downward stroke of an axe and you're able to like it's because it wasn't intended for you you parry it and disarm the guy um and with him kicking that guard down he creates an opening towards the wall and you have to take it and the three of you run as fast as you can towards the walls surrounding this this square and blackjack throws up a grapnel grabs you by the shoulder grabs the false trinia by the shoulder and begins to climb 
The three of you make it to the top of the wall with the assistance of your allies, and he, Blackjack, you recognize he, like, looks down, he makes a bow for the crowd, and he raises, like, his two fingers to his forehead and makes a salute right towards, uh, right towards Vec and right towards Nine Lives as he sees you kind of, like, making a difference like the man in the demon mask and you know his his old ally uh in the square s- dispersing the guards Beck throws up double like devil horn rock and roll things with his hands <laughs> goes wow with a still bullhorn on so everyone within 500 feet can hear him <laughs> scream into heavens while this is going on he hands you a potion, Sylvie. He hands one to uh, the false Trinia, and he drinks one as well. And the rest of you just see the three of them with the sunlight at their back, just their shadows. And then, holding both of you, he falls backwards off the wall. And I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. Oh my gosh! Oh, boy. oh my gosh! What a scene! Wow. The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.